Meet Offspring. I'm Monica Flory. Here we talk about how to make art with kids around, and we mine the habits of creative people to figure out how to make parenting easier and more fun. conversation with Kat Caro. Kat is a multimedia artist, teacher, and production designer at Philly Pack, who specializes in puppets and sustainable materials. Kat is a filmmaker, photographer, and doll designer as well. She lives in Philadelphia with her husband, two sons, a few cats, and a herd of tortoises. Her recent work includes shadow puppets of reimagined fairy tales, for a play called Brown-Eyed Rapunzel, a larger-than-life Frankenstein and Bride of Frankenstein for a live performance, and giant cardboard dinosaurs for Pac's thrilling spin on Jurassic Park. My conversation with Kat starts in a moment. Kat Carroll, welcome to Art Meet Offspring. Thank you so much. I am very excited to have this conversation. I'm so happy you're here to talk about making art and parenting um, at the same time. So (laughs) first, I would love for you to tell us about the kind of art that you make. Um, I I love starting with an existential crisis, right? Like, what kind of art (laughs) do I make? I have no idea. (laughs) Um, I... I'm a production designer at PAC, so I uh, make a lot of sets. Uh, I love to make puppets, and I feel like maybe that's what I do. Maybe I make puppets, uh, but I also make dolls and miniatures and take photographs. So it's a lot of everything right now. But yeah, production designer. <laughs> Let's just go with that. Production design. because it encompasses a lot of things. It does. But I also want to make films, right, Monica? We're going to work on making films. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. We are working on some films together right now. Very exciting. Hooray. Very exciting. So tell us, what would you like us to know about your family? Ooh, uh, well, I have two boys. Uh, Gideon is 18 and Toby is 12. And it is weird to say that out loud. I think especially in this sort of missing year, right? Like everyone is aging, obviously, but uh, kids are aging in a way that is mind-blowing. And they're great. They're musicians, so they're artists in a different way, which has been uh, really informative to me. Like there's so much about what they do that I don't understand. And it helps me when they don't understand me. Uh, so that, it's good. They're great. They're great kids. And uh, my husband, Matt, is a biologist and he works at Drexel. And uh, also he doesn't understand me. <laughs> <laughs> so, that, so, so that works well. Somehow it works well. Yeah. It all works. <laughs> it all works. Somehow. <laughs> I mean, honestly, that's the, the thing that I think for the, for the boys, it's kind of like a lot of people expect that Matt and I are musicians, especially because, you know, like Toby started playing when he was five. He's a guitarist and a drummer and a bassist and 
Gideon is a drummer and a singer and he's working on bass, but uh, they expect that we're musical. And it's always been like, no, we're very not. And so it was, I honestly think sometimes, especially with Toby, that the less I know about it, the more it lets it be his thing. So we kind of have a space where I don't intrude and it works out better for that reason, I think. But then I think also we can have conversations about, you know, they teach me things all the time. Like the way they hear things is unbelievable, you know, but it's the same as the way an artist sees things. Like, you know, we have a lot to share and I think that they still have some of what I've tried to teach them in there also. So it it makes for interesting revelations in that way. I would love for you to talk a little bit about the art that you made as a younger person Mm. and how did making art change when you became a parent? If it changed for you, how did it change? It changed completely because, um, you know, when I went to college, it was kind of either biology or art. And I chose Temple thinking like, well, I'm here so I can always sort of switch, but I stuck with biology. And that's kind of where a lot of my art aspirations ended. Because I figure I can pick it up, but I can't pick up biology later on my own. Um, So, but right after college is when I I had Gideon. And so I decided to stay home with him. And so suddenly I had this new world where I didn't have a career. And I started to make art because I was here um, with him. And... You know, that's when I got into painting dolls and making clothes and sort of like found this niche little world of Asian ball joint dolls that I would paint and assemble for people and I would make clothes for them. Um, And then I also started to paint prototypes for companies and I worked with uh, someone that made like rag dolls and very hot topic stuff. I was all over that. Um, (laughs) So it was like... It's always been that one thing has led to another, led to another, led to another, but I don't know what my art would be without having had that entire shift, you know, in my life. Um, Because even the production designer, I do that because um, Gideon was in PAC and I had a conversation with Jess one day where I said, you know, if you're ever interested in making big things, I'd love to be a part of that. And so... I started doing that and it kind of it's always been leapfrogging off of that them my circumstance I don't know so and then even now a lot of what I do is um sort of self-portraiture but in doll and in miniature um a lot of what I do is like replicating our house and them and and it's but to me it is portraiture like it's always about capturing a moment in time and like I have dolls of little Gideon and slightly bigger Gideon and slightly bigger and it's completely <laughs> insane but it to me it's you know that is that's my story on a, in a different medium but so yeah I don't I don't know I mean we were all so much more like idealistic and excited and that <laughs> before kids and then what do I have (laughs) laying around like what do I what can I do with the time that I have do you think a lot about the ways that um 
biology intersects with the art that you make? Do you, does it feel like two separate worlds to you or are they, you are one person, you are one whole person. So I'm sure they come together yeah. in you, but how, how much do you think one has to do with the other for you? Oh, um, absolutely. They are the same thing. Um, they're different things as so far as pursuits go, you know, especially knowing Matt and what he's doing. And it's always very, uh, dry and straightforward. It's wonderful. He does a lot of great work. But, um, you know, I think especially at that time in my life, I was trying to figure out, is there a place in between? And there are, you know, um, there's scientific illustration and there's, um, you know, all kinds of neat ways that it intersects. And even now, like anything that is, um, I, I, I do tend towards more realistic, you know, sort of styles of things and replication miniatures. Um, and I love all of it. So I don't, yeah, I don't know that it's very different at all. Um, yeah. And taking pictures of everything all the time. Right. And like, yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I, 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 I don't see them as separate worlds. I don't, I don't because, and I, and I think literally because of Matt and I, there's a lot of meat in the middle you know, I always am trying to pull him into what I'm doing. And I often, you know, have conversations about what he's doing. So even like, we'll almost always um, spend a week in the woods in the summer. And so then it's him picking up every rock and finding everything and <laughs> me, you know, taking a picture of it and have it, like, you know, and then it's about the visual for me and like the story. And yeah, it's a good question. But yeah. They're the same. I don't know. It's all the same. It's all one big story. <laughs> sounds like it sounds like your family is kind of one big collaboration. <laughs> In my head, it is. <laughs> In your head, <laughs> it, yeah. I I think so. I, like it's funny because you. I think as a parent, you you see your kids and you don't see your kids. You know, at the same time, and um, it's funny because Gideon made his first music video with his band and Toby filmed it. And um, before the night before they spent the whole evening, the two of them building a, a cardboard city to for him to destroy as King Kong in the video, which and that's very, you know, I mean, that's absolutely my wheelhouse. I make everything out of cardboard all the time. So but they <laughs> they didn't involve me at all. And and they just did it. And it's one. it was definitely one of those moments where it's like, oh, <laughs> there's something, <laughs> something got through, you know, like it, it was a little hard to not be involved. But also it was like amazing because it was like, oh, like for them, it was like, yeah, let's just make it, you know, which you forget, you know, but that's definitely like, that is a teachable skill. Like you can just make it, just make it. So yeah, that was cool. That was cool. They don't like biology very much. So. <laughs> they don't like bi biology very much. Mm -hmm. I mean, they, no. you know, they, I don't know. They do, they to, you know, Toby had a, had a science project that, you know, went to the city competition about music and plants. So it's always about finding your way in, I think, to have that conversation. How do you feel that being an artist has shaped the choices you make in your parenting? Hmm. Like, so 
you know, we have so much in my house, but nothing is ever precious. Like, that's always been something with us, like, I don't care if they make messes, and I don't care if they have a, a collection of things in their room, and I don't care, you know, it, it's, there's something about um, sort of just letting them exist in their space and, like, have opinions about what things look like and uh, sort of, you know, it's okay if you drew on the table, but, you know, we can clean it. Like, I'm going to show you how. Like, I'm always fixing things. Like, I, I don't know how anybody... <laughs> I don't know what anybody else is doing, but I'm always gluing things back together, like all day long. Mom can fix it, you know. Um, <laughs> so I don't know. Like, I, I think there's, again, it, it's kind of like I have this, you know, everything is 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 kind of cozy and tucked together. And, uh, I, you know, I think a lot about the fact that they lived in this house their whole life and... Um, I don't know you're sort of giving them something when you create their universe as a little kid and you realize like everything that they're interacting with is something that I'm giving to them or showing to them or building for them and it affects the way they think no matter what you know good or bad <laughs> I think um but so uh yeah I think just my the way I visually interact with everything all the time has affected everything you know with them it's always been you know trying to teach them to create what they want out of life or where they want to live or what they want to be or what they you know like you have to try to make it and um and and I think you know we don't have a lot of like financial you know it's not about making money and it's not about you know even grades and school like they both do really well but you know do your art projects too do your music you know like it's all you got to balance everything out I think which you know art gets lost a lot and so I think it's important that it doesn't but yeah uh, having been in your house, <laughs> I know that it is a work of art and that your house yeah. is, is constantly transforming. Mm -hmm. And I would love for you to um, tell us a little more about how, how you see your house. You talked about it a little bit um, just then. Mm -hmm. Could you tell us more about your house and sort of your vision for it? Yeah. Um, I think it's, 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 it's a very... Um, it's it's like a it's a compulsion to surround myself you know with the things that I love but also the things that inspire me um and uh I like for there to be a lot of dynamic sort of like I, I don't ever want it to be too much but also I don't understand minimalism you know obviously um <laughs> you know and the kids it's like we don't have a white room. Well, no, the bathroom is white. Um, but, you know, I, I, I like color and I like patterns and I like, you know, it's always about, like, what else can you do to make this more interesting? Because it's the tiniest, tiniest little, most architecturally boring house ever, you know, but it's our house. And we have one bathroom and, you know, you know the whole story. Like, we have the spiral stairs and everything. But, you know... You can always impose your vision on things around you and create something, you know, that is embracing and cozy and safe. Um, and I mean, 
the pandemic, if nothing else, right, has taught us. Like, my house just... We all feel very comfortable here. Like, we get the question a lot. I think just generally, if you live in the city and you talk to someone who perhaps, you know, from the suburbs or they... How do you do it? Where do you go? Like, what do you... <laughs> you know, the one bathroom, even for people in the city, is like, what are you talking about? <laughs> um, but, you know, we're we're fine. Everybody has their space. And the boys, that is another thing that I know that they have taken from me is that, you know, their rooms are very much them. They're all over. They have... All of their stuff is around them all the time. And they're, you know, I've, I've always let them do that. It's like, what color do you want now? What I, Actually, I think to a fault where they're like, I don't care, mom. Like, it doesn't matter. <laughs> should we paint your room? You know, should we change it? No, they don't want to. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, I like for it to be dynamic, you know. And like, I ha- and, and again, it's, I, it's a particular wavelength that I'm on like I said I have a dollhouse of my house that I'm like recreating everything in miniature and I just keep getting smaller and it's like a very strange compulsion but there's something to me about like what makes you know like if I'm making a doll of a person like what is the thing that makes that face look like that person what is recognizable what is what's what do you need what do you not need and and it's the same when you're recreating a space in miniature. It's kind of like, it's like just walking around with a magnifying glass. Like suddenly everything is very precious and interesting. And I like for it to be that way anyway. And, you know, everybody loves tiny things. So it's a weird, <laughs> but now I'm in this place where like if I get new art, you know, for here, I have to like, I think, oh, but I don't want to change it in the dollhouse. <laughs> It's weird. But my favorite thought is that, like, I am going to die and all of my descendants are going to, like, I I really, I want to make it as creepy and horrible as possible for them. Like, I want there to be boxes of dolls with names and notes and, you know, a scavenger hunt. I don't know. Like, I'm planning it now because I know, you know, right? You got to look in the room, you know, you have to find it in the small house and then I, I don't know it's gonna be weird though it's gonna be great <laughs> I do think everyone loves small things but maybe not as much as you do I, yeah I don't you really know. really love small things it's probably I'm sure there's psychology to it right like it's probably about control or like I, I'm very aware of I'm aware of it but you know it's all right I don't I don't mind I'm just endlessly thrilled with little things <laughs> or big things. I mean, whenever I'm making stuff for pack, it winds up being huge. So I don't, there's nothing in between. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Somewhere in between is real life. Right. right? I, that's something. what I'm avoiding. See, that's something. the, that's the psychology that we don't need to touch. <laughs> we don't need to we go don't there. We don't need to go there. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. Love that. So you're raising two boys mm-hmm. and how, and how ma- do you manage to get your art made? Um, I don't, <laughs> uh, no, I, I do. Um, again, I, it, you know, it's the same story. Um, I do have a studio in my house as tiny as it is, you know, we managed to make a, a room where I get to work. So that's, 
vital, in my opinion. Like, I don't have to move things. Um, and I have actually always had a space to make art, you know, so long as Gideon's been small. And I think that's incredibly important because especially, I think, as, you know, as a mom or if, as the caretaker or anybody who's home, like, you know, if you have to clean it up in 20 minutes for lunch, then sometimes you just decide, I'm not going to do it. Um, so it's always been important for me to have space to work. And I've always tried to make it a space that's welcoming for everyone. You know, it's a very big table, like, come work with me. Like, even now, Toby um, does virtual school in my studio. We, we have a curtain separating us, but he's in that space just so that it feels like he's you know, so he gets out of bed, but, uh, you know, I, I like it to be kind of a, a part of the house, and, uh, you know, for me, it's always been that, it's, a, you know, I'm not great at managing the time that I have, because, you know, things do come up, and it's very easy sometimes to avoid work, because there's something to clean, or make, or fix, or do, or uh, whatever, but, um, it's getting much, much easier. I mean, my boys at this point, you know, I, I'm the one chasing them around. I'm like, hey, should we talk? You know, they don't want to. They don't want to talk. Uh, so I have a lot more time now to to do things, and I'm and I'm getting much better at that. Like, it, you know, just sit and treat it like you're leaving. You know, you have to sort of ignore the other things for a while and and just work. Um, but it's also hard because when you're doing something that is, you know, sometimes you can't power through painting the way you could power through an email. Um, but, you know, I make it work most of the time. Most of the time. I definitely think the space issue is, is my saving grace. If I didn't have it, I don't, I don't know what I would be doing. What is something you've learned about parenting over the years that has made your life easier or more fun? Give it, do you have any parenting hacks for parenting us? Hacks. Yeah. Um, what a good question. Well, an actual hack is to never buy greeting cards. Never buy, <laughs> never buy them. Uh, you know, teach your kids to make a card from day one and it saves so much money and then you have of course you know plus minus because then I, I keep them I don't know about you but you know but then you oh, have yeah. these like <laughs> incredible cards like you know I still get cards from them that you know they'll write them out and it's a snapshot of that moment and it means so much more and anybody loves a card you know I feel like that's mm. a gift take into your adult life kids like make cards all the time um, and in fact I have uh, for Mother's Day, Matt had a book, which is an even better hack, actually. He bought an empty journal and every year had the kids put, when they were very little, put a handprint and then write, scribble or write their name. And then when they were older, they would start to write. So I still have that. And that's even better because then it's not a pile of cards. So buy book when they're little. <laughs> start. That's a great hack. It's a good hack. That's a good hack. Um, but otherwise, I don't know. I, I There's a lot of things like that that I think um, I'm very into rituals that are small. A lot of them, you know, we'll take it. We always take, you know, 
pictures for certain things, and I don't like smiley posed, you know, right, but we'll always do the first day of school, and, and I think, you know, and Halloween and whatever, all of that stuff, but I think when everybody just expects it, it's not hard, you know, I, otherwise I'm not trying too hard with them, but, um, yeah, I think you just sort of have to, like, build in some expectations that are fun for everybody, and then you, like, let it go. I don't know. <laughs> I'm still figuring it out. I mean, Gideon's going to college, so we'll see. Like, I'll report back on what, like, sticks. <laughs> what he's gone. <laughs> right. But he's already talking about, you know, wanting to come home for our Halloween party, so I think that's a win, right? Like, we have a big party, and they like to go to it. So then it's fun. Like, I, I don't... Yeah. Yeah. Cards. Halloween. I don't know. Halloween party. <laughs> <laughs> Have a Halloween party. Make cards. Yeah. I don't know. Those are great hats. Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> try. <laughs> try. I love them. Okay, Kat, I've got... I've got a quote for for you. Um, from a writer named Gina Frangello. And I'm just curious what what you think of this as we as we have to start to like wrap our time up Great. together today. But I, I'm curious how you react to this. So um, Frangello says, the point of art is to unsettle, to question, to disturb what is comfortable and safe. And that shouldn't be anyone's goal as a parent. I'm curious, do you think that's true? And has that, I, uh, has that been true for you? That, I, I think, I think if we're speaking in absolutes, it, yes, it feels true. Um, however, I, I think that there's a softness to both ends of that, um, where, I think that absolutely you want your kids to feel safe. Um, but I don't think that that doesn't mean you can't challenge them. Um, not frighten them, but challenge them, you know. And, and, and I think especially with art, you know, or, or with music or with what they're reading or, or whatever, you know, the things that they're exposed to, I don't think that we always need to protect them completely. I think it's okay mm-hmm. to let them experience things that maybe they don't understand so long as they feel safe enough to have that experience right I mean obviously kids are all over the place with that but and I think it's the same with art because I think that yes absolutely we should be challenging and questioning and 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 confronting but um I think that there's a way to draw people in and it is almost always something that they find comfortable or they recognize in it so to me that's not the same as you know you can do both and it's very hard to do um but you you know there's a there's balance I think there's there's a place but mostly true I think that there's a place for exceptions on both ends um you know just exactly the way, you know, a doll can be completely benign, or it could be a little bit creepy, you know, or it could be a little bit sad, like there, there are ways to pull things that are comfortable for people, but say a little bit more about them. Um, And I think, you know, kids can, 
are good at that. The kids are great at understanding a lot more than I think some people give them credit for. And, you know, you can scare kids, like, a little. <laughs> I, mean, I think it's okay. I think I think a safe scare is, is a good thing. You know, I, I think it's okay to, to be a little unsettled and then, you know, that makes everything that's cozy and safe a little bit more cozy and safe. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, I find something some soft place in the middle in the middle but I am always trying to figure out like what can I say with this how because I don't want it to you know even when it is something straightforward I I always you know you always hope that they're you're saying a little bit more about the state of things I don't know it's a lot to say (laughs) yeah yeah it's a good quote. It's a lot to think about. Yeah, it's an interesting quote. Yeah. Yeah. What? So, what are you working on now? I'm so glad what you asked. What are you excited about <laughs> in your artistic life? Uh, I am working on a puppet film with you, Monica, uh, which is very exciting and very challenging, um, and uh, it's just. I, I don't know. It's uh, it's a lot of work, but also it's, you know, I, I realize, like, these are skills that I'm acquiring here and there, and, like, I think it's finally time to put them all together and, and create work that is more completely something that I can own, um, and it's so much fun. Um, so, yeah, I think uh, it's it's puppets for me. I'm working on one film working on building puppets for another film, and then uh, also working for PAC currently for the two shows we have coming up. So teaching, which is really exciting, um, and so many different kinds of challenges to be teaching virtually, and then always it's a challenge to teach kids how to build things that are safe for kids to use but easy for kids to build um and telling stories and yeah every day is a little bit different (laughs) so it's good I have a lot of cardboard and foam and glue in my life yeah and I still what paint dolls all the time Well, Kat, thank you so much for talking with us today and good luck with your, with all that cardboard and foam and glue and dolls. Thank you so much. This was fun. Thanks. Sorry I I rambled, but you know. You did not ramble. It's delightful. Special thanks for this episode go out to Jessica Noel, Joni Mazella-Sauclair, and Caroline Tiger. Our music is by Scott Grattan. You can find more of Kat Caro's work at the Instagram handle kittytoes, K-I-T-T-Y-T-O-E-S. Thanks for tuning in to Art Meet Offspring, where parents get to make serious art, creatives get to be great parents, and everyone is both tired and loved. 
I'm Monica Flory, and I'll see you next time. Thank you.